You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie, and this is another episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast, and today I have Noreen Connolly. She is a PhD registered nurse who created a concierge nursing and patient advocacy agency in the Boston area. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Noreen. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So give us a little background. Um, tell me, like, how did you get into nursing and how did it lead up to what you're doing today with the concierge nursing? Okay. So what happened, I think how I fell into nursing, I had no family members that were nurses. And my grandmother, I lived in a three family house growing up and my grandmother lived on the first floor. I lived on the second and she died of hospice when I was in the sixth grade. And I watched the hospice nurses. And I think somehow that planted a seed that that could be a career opportunity for me. So I think that's how I got into nursing. Um, and my stories, I find I resonate with you in the sense that I've also always gone on for more education and I never felt like completely satisfied. Like that was gonna, <laughs> you know, like more education was going to be the answer. I thought it would be, and it really hasn't been. So for nursing, I started out, of course, in med surge, which I think is a great base for any new nurse um, on a telemetry unit. And then I became a nurse practitioner. I wanted more responsibility, more education. One thing I loved about the NP role was how much you learn. You, you got like the inside story on why drugs were, certain drugs were prescribed as opposed to like why other ones weren't. And um, I worked in a primary care office in an urban setting. For about five years and I, I looking back what I realized was I'm someone that needs to stop and think and I can't a primary care office was every 15 minutes and then you'd be talking to a patient and then you get a phone call and you'd have to switch gears and the, the phone call might be from a nursing home and they might not have all the right info so you're trying to dig there and then still have a patient in front of you and it just, it wasn't uh, a good fit for me. So I then moved on to nursing education in a hospital and I thought I found my niche there and that's what I did for a long time. And after a while, I just thought, this isn't satisfying. This isn't, uh, I'm just stuck. And my initial, I had always wanted to start my own business and I, my real true love is elders and I wanted to open an adult daycare. So the thing about adult daycare is after there's a few things that happened. One was I would have to take out a, like um, an SBA loan. So that would be a huge, and I'm, I'm a single mom, three kids. So that would be like a huge risk for me. I'd have to put my house like on the line if the SBA loan fell through. And I just thought, this is like, just not a good idea. After a while, as much as I love elders and that was like truly what I wanted to do. It just, it just wasn't going to work out. Yeah, that's a that's a popular thing. Like I get a lot of that in my group. Everybody wants to do an adult daycare, and I'm thinking, why? I don't understand. Like, it's like thing, a, yeah, a day to day no, life of an adult daycare. It's like is like oh my gosh. 
So the other thing is, as I've met a lot of elderly people, I've asked them, would you like to go to an adult daycare? And you know what? The majority of them say, no, they want to stay home. So oh, I said, that's right. interesting. <laughs> I know it is. So um, I then, you know, looked on Amazon for a couple of books and I found um, Mallory's book, who have you interviewed for, from Solo's Nurse. And uh, she was really my inspiration to start a concierge nursing agency. Um, so that's, that's how I got into that. I used to work for a concierge nursing agency and I absolutely loved it. I felt like it was how nursing should be, you know, one-on-one -on -one and you could do so much and just really help the client, you know, get better. And, um, and I also felt, you know, it would just be a good fit for me with my lifestyle and, and, you know, how, how things are in my personal life. I felt like concierge nursing would be the best fit. And, I also added on the patient advocacy piece because I also feel patient advocacy is like an up and coming, um, up and coming thing in healthcare because as you know, healthcare just gets more complicated every year. And um, so that's how I got, got this far it, with being a, a concierge nurse in the patient advocacy agency. Okay, so what is the time frame for this? So when did you read Mallory's book? Okay, so I read, geez, I think I read Mallory's book, just say like in February of 2017. Okay. And, then, uh, and then I just got the wheels turning after that. I looked, I looked into it and talked to people and, and figured out, yeah, I can do this. And what was the first thing that you did? Like, how do you get something like this moving? Good question. I had to, I found a coach. This is before I even met you. Um, I found a coach who, this coach um, has, she had three different home care agencies throughout her career, oh, like over 30 year career of owning agencies and they were successful. And her job now is to help people get their agencies up and running. And she, she had kind of talked to me into doing just patient advocacy. And I just said, well, I need to do something more than that because patient advocacy isn't going to it's not there yet. I don't think, I mean, it's, it's up and coming and I think it's going to be there, but as of right now, 2019, I just think more people need to learn about it. So I said, I need to do something with that. And then that's where the concierge nursing comes in too. Okay. So one thing that I want to note that you said is one of the things that you did was to get a coach. And I think that's really, um, very progressive thinking because most of us are like, oh, I'll just, you know, throw some stuff together and hang out a, a shingle and say I'm open and, and I don't really need anybody because it's super easy. Uh, and they don't realize that having a coach is actually part of a business expense, right? Like, so getting, I mean, it's instead of reinventing the wheel, uh, it's actually something you should budget for. So what made you think that you needed a coach as opposed to just doing it yourself? Okay, that's a good question, and I have a good answer. I read, um, <laughs> I read "You Are a Badass with Money" by Jen Sincero. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Her? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and in that, I read all these money books, and they all said you need a coach. You need a coach. So I said, "There, I'm doing it. I don't care what it costs. I'm getting a coach. It's the only way to be successful." And I learned that from those books, like T. Harv Alker is another are you familiar with him oh yeah yeah I, i've um, worked the with millionaire him. mindset mm -hmm. or something and 
I read those two books, audiobooks, while I was driving around, and they both said, you need a coach. And I said, well, here are these two people who did really well in life. They had a coach. I'm going for it. So that's And Mallory had a coach too. Mallory that's was right. uh, Greg Cordon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she, um, yeah, she had a coach too. So um, that's, I, I don't think I can, I think you can get so far without a coach and then you hit a roadblock mm -hmm. and then you need someone to get you over that hump. I, I don't know if I'm making like, if that makes sense, like yeah. you can get so far and then it, it's like, okay, now what? And, yeah. and you just need someone to hold your hand almost and give you that push. I'll tell you my, the first um, client I got, I was petrified, but my coach said, you can do this. You have it, do it. And then if she didn't say that to me, I don't know what would have happened, you know? <laughs> It's funny. It's like, just breathe through it. It'll be okay. You're a nurse. You, you can I do know. it. <laughs> you say that, but then when you're in it, you, you think, oh my God. But if I didn't have her texting me saying, do this, it's no, you know, no big deal. You have this. And then I just did it. And then after that, it got easier, but I needed yeah. that push. And you know, the funny thing too, is that you are almost more afraid of disappointing your coach than you are like of failing. You know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, can you imagine like going back to her and be like, I couldn't do it. And, you know, you just... <laughs> right. I know. I would have been so embarrassed because she yeah. worked with me so much, you know? So I highly recommend a coach. I love what you're doing with the, um, with the IV hydration stuff. I think yeah. that's wonderful that I, down the road, I would love to do that, but right now I got to. Yeah, Stay on track. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely important to focus on one thing because I do get a lot of students that are like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, well, not with me. You're not like you're yeah. going to do like one <laughs> thing. So, yeah, I think it's wonderful. I've even referred people to your website to uh, look at the um, IV hydration stuff because I, I think it's so good. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. But uh, so back to your, the nurse, so did this evolve? So you said your coach had, was kind of pushing the patient advocacy and, and you felt right. like the, the nurse, concierge nurse piece, uh, especially after reading Mallory's book. And yeah. What I think was really important about that book, whether she realizes it or not, is that she like made us all believe that it was possible because after her book as well, I've helped other people put together concierge nurse services in the Philadelphia area. And mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, I don't think that, you know, the, the plastic surgeons don't want my help and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to trust Mallory because she's been successful. So she I says, agree. keep, keep pushing, keep going. And, you know, now all of a sudden she's starting to get business right. and, you know, it's like, Oh, <laughs> you know, all you had to do was be, more persistent. So what was right. your um, experience in getting that first patient? Um, I, I was very lucky. I used to work for a concierge agency. So this patient knew me and knew that I was going out on my own and said, you know what, I'm going to be your first client. And I said, well, thank you. Cause now you she'll always be my number one client. <laughs> She's always going to be uh, top of the list for whatever she needs. I said, I'll never forget that. Um, and then it's been word of mouth, which has been interesting to me. Um, another, you know, other nurses have recommended me to patients, which I wasn't expecting that at all. I don't know why it just wasn't on my radar. Um, but the other ways I've been marketing is you had mentioned to me, like pay a nursing student to deliver brochures. I just had over the Christmas break, two nursing students go to a bunch of offices for me. So that was a great tip that you gave me. Um, so 
the first patient I got, she had a concierge MD and that concierge MD wants to hire my company when his elderly mom, who's in her nineties, gets sick. So he was really impressed with the um, quality of the nursing. And he said, you know, I've been looking for, you know, some high, highly skilled nurses, which I knew my nurses were highly skilled, but I didn't think about it. But I guess they're, they all work in hospitals, some of the MICUs, you know, medical ICUs, and, um, you know, they work in intense areas, plus just working in the hospital in general. And he said, oh, yeah, your nurses are highly skilled. And I thought, wow, I, I knew it, but I just never really thought it was any different than anyone else. But I guess it is in that sense, because, um, you know, I guess, you know, they are really highly skilled compared to other places. So how did you find these nurses and, you know, how did you kind of onboard them into your company? Okay. So as far as finding them, it's always been word of mouth. I have, uh, I had a few core nurses that I had worked with and, you know, really respected. And then those nurses said, I have an awesome nurse for you. And then that nurse said, I have an awesome nurse for you. And that's how I found them. I haven't advertised or anything. Um, it's been highly recommended nurses coming from, you know, other nurses. And these nurses, this is kind of a side gig for them, right? Like, are they yes, full-time? Yes, okay. they're per diem. Yeah, they're per diem. Okay. And as far as onboarding, um, I just signed on with a company that's going to help me with the onboarding, um, paychecks.com. They do, they help, I tell them what, what to do, and then they help me with the onboarding process. And, um, but before I hired paychecks.com, I did my own onboarding with, um, I did an LGBTQ sensitivity uh, presentation that I had them do um, also, which was, um, I thought something a little, maybe a little different. Um, I went, Boston has a, I forget the name of it. Boston has an LGBTQ uh, specialty website and they had a lot of great information. That's what I used for that education. And um, cause I had read, in the Boston Globe in June, uh, they always do articles on the LGBTQ community. And the last two years in June, I had read about, like I told you, I love elders and the LGBTQ elders were, some of them were having to go back in the closet I was reading because healthcare providers in some instances were not supporting them and didn't, you know, even like in home care, they felt like they couldn't be, like living in their own home, they felt like they had to go back in the closet. They couldn't have anything that reflected their lifestyle showing out in the open. And that's what made me decide to do the LGBTQ sensitivity for my onboarding process, because I just thought that that's never going to happen when, you know, one of the health nurses takes care of a patient like that. You wow, know? That's really impressive. And it's, it's something like I never thought, thought about can you imagine like your whole life you know you go through these different struggles you finally come out and then you've got to go back in to the closet so to speak because the healthcare providers are discriminating against you that's isn't that something yeah it's um i mean 2019 people can gay people could get married you would think the but i think it's different cultures that don't accept it um for whatever reason and um i think that's part of the problem but i think sensitivity training can only help Mm-hmm. Um, especially with, you know, like transgender now, and that's kind of a newer development over the last 10 years, 
not newer development, but it's been out in the open and more widely accepted. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was one thing I added to the onboarding that other agencies may not have. I, I don't know, but I, I knew that was important for my agency to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So um, kind of back, I want to backtrack a little bit. So you decided to do the concierge nursing. Um, and so do you specialize in a particular area? I mean, uh, so Mallory does plastic surgery. Do you do that as well or, or what's your um, area? Oh, it's funny that you should ask that because I'm honing in on that right now. My, my area is basically, you know, medical problems. Um, anyone who may be a hospice patient, dementia. Um, we definitely do surgery though. We definitely do post-op care. Um, plastic surgery, definitely. It's kind of med medical surgical. It's, it's both. We don't specialize in like one area. It's kind of, we take any medical surgical problem that we get presented. Except ventilators, that's a whole different uh, specialty set that we yeah. don't do. But for the most part, yes, any medical surgical patient. Okay. Um, and what has been your kind of marketing tactic? Have you, are you like hitting the pavement and just going out door to door or what are you doing? Oh, great question. <laughs> I just ran a bunch of Facebook ads. I had someone help me with it. I don't know how have you found like Facebook ads. I, I, I guess it's like for your concierge practice. Have you found have you yeah. run any Facebook ads? No. no. Well, I did. I did. And they were a big flop um, because you have to be really targeted and they can be very expensive and you have to have a funnel set up properly to, you know, get them in there. So I was just like, well, this is a waste of money. But yeah. for nursepreneurs, um, I do use Facebook ads and they're very effective. I figured that. Yeah. For nursepreneurs, it would be. Um, so I'm running Facebook ads. I haven't got any clients from that. So I'm thinking... What I think is clients need their doctor to recommend someone. I don't know if you feel that way, but that, or they need like the hospital or nursing or someone in the healthcare field that they trust to recommend you. So that's why I've been targeting hospitals like the care management department, which is like the discharge planning department in, in major Boston hospitals. And, um, and then, of course, the hospital nurses. I know a lot of different nurses throughout different hospitals and the doctor's offices. So, yeah, um, that seems like been, the, the strongest point of, of contact because that yeah. word of the word of mouth and referral is is really the essence of marketing. Like that, everything else is just kind of like expensive and shiny objects and that kind of stuff. And it's just like right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you just need this one thing, and then everything will you'll make a million dollars. I know. One. <laughs> and it just takes time. I'm, you know, I think it just takes time to build. You know, it's not an overnight thing, and that's something you have to always remember. Mm -hmm. You know. So with your website, did you build the website yourself or did you have somebody else build that or? No, I had someone else, again, the coach. Um, she had someone on her team that built my website. I, they say it's easy. I didn't think it was easy. I, I don't know. I, it might be easy, but it would have looked terrible. You know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, I am not creative. So the coach added that on and she had someone on her team that, um, that did it for me and I was very happy with it because I it would have been a hot mess if I did it alone. 
you know. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, that was one thing I struggled with in the beginning, and I spent, I wasted a lot of time um, learning WordPress, and then finally I, I outsourced it to somebody, and and then I got, uh, my coach is like, well, that's horrible, you got to do it again, so I had to outsource oh, it again, geez. and then yeah. I transferred over to Kajabi, and uh, it's an expensive platform, but you know what, it's like drag and drop, and it, it's just- Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I use Squarespace, yeah, and yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I couldn't have done it myself. Yeah, Squarespace has a learning curve too, but it's it's uh, it's definitely doable. Right, right. Um, so, what would you say like uh, the most challenging thing has been for you in this venture? Okay, the most challenging thing. Oh, that's a good question. The whole thing's a learning curve. As far as I'll tell you, challenging is there's so many, you know, hiring, everything you're doing, you're like a new grad, everything taught, you, you know, hiring a lawyer, hiring a CPA, hiring your nurses. It's a huge learning curve and you have to have that new grad mentality. Just, you have to put your ego aside and just, and I'm good at that, putting my ego aside and just saying, I'm here to learn. And uh, my first, so I started this business in October and I just said my first year is just going to be just a learning curve. And I just have to be patient with myself. So did you hire a lawyer and a CPA kind of right off the bat or did you? I did. Yeah. Okay. I needed the lawyer to do the legal forms and the non-compete forms and the, and all that. Okay. Um, and then the CPA. Yes. Because yeah, I don't need QuickBooks is so difficult. <laughs> Again, it's, they say it's easy. I guess it is, but it's just not my forte. Yeah, it's so. easy after you spend hours and hours learning it. It's it's super easy. Right. So, um, so yes, I did hire those people right away. Right uh, well, I'm going to say this because I really admire that you um, outsource things right away because this has been a very expensive lesson for me to learn that I don't want to learn QuickBooks and it's cheaper in the long <laughs> run to hire yeah. a CPA. And I, know. I don't want to do my own taxes, so it's, high, it's yeah. cheaper to have them do it. Uh, and you know what, at this point, I don't want to do my website anymore. I hate doing websites. I know, right? I know all that. Cause when nurses, it's just like, I don't think that stuff is like in our blood. Right. So it's, yeah. No, and then there's the, have you ever heard of the 80, 20 or the Pareto rule? So 80, 20 with like your diet. Do yeah, so you can apply 80%. it. You apply it to work as well. So in in eighty twenty, there's you should probably only be doing really twenty percent of your business, and the eighty other eighty percent is stuff that you don't need to be doing. Um, or there's this also this concept of what is your time worth. So there's the ten dollar an hour stuff, which is like putting data entry crap in that you can yeah. easily outsource, and you should focus on the higher end type of things, things that are will actually move your business forward. So, um, you know, making those relationships with physicians and office managers is like vital for you. So uh, Mm -hmm. getting that kind of stuff uh, and and doing anything that's going to push the business forward is what you should be doing. Everything else gets outsourced, uh, even if it's an expense up front. Uh, It's been a long time because, I mean, you could get easily get burnt out doing all of this as well. I agree. Have you had any experience where you're just like, uh, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. I absolutely had that feeling like it's so overwhelming. 
And then I knew it would pass and it, it, the feeling did pass, you know, but yeah, I definitely felt that way. Uh, how old are your kids? Uh, 15, 12, and 10. What do they think of your business? Um, they don't think of it. They just think of themselves <laughs> and they play hot. The three of them play hockey. <laughs> so they're always like either going to practice going uh, and they're all about their friends at this age. So yeah, they don't think anything of it. <laughs> <laughs> when they get older I hope they'll appreciate all my hard work and trying to make their lives better but right now I'm just not seeing that <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I know um all right so, so what yeah, well, thank you what's next what's next on the like what do you see happening for this business in the next uh, year or two and and oh the next year or two expansion for sure mm -hmm. yeah I'm gonna expand out of my current area um i live near like cape cod mass so i'm thinking you know like travel that way or i live near rhode island um newport rhode island is a nice place i i think about like local areas where i can expand the business so that that's my plan for the next year so the first year is all about learning the second year is all Absolutely. about scaling <laughs> yes that's my goal that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank All right. You. Well, if uh, we want to find out more about you, um, where do we go? You go to uh, www.prohealthnurse.net. Okay. Um, yeah. And you can see my awesome website that someone else did <laughs> <laughs> and that I outsourced. And um, then I have a Facebook page. It's also pro, I think it's pro health nurse. A concierge nursing and anyway the facebook page is connected to the website and the okay. instagram is connected yeah all right i'll just put all the links up and then people can if they have questions can they contact you as oh they... absolutely okay absolutely yeah all right noreen well right. thank you so much thank you so much katie for having me and i'll talk to you soon okay okay all right bye <laughs>